3: Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.
4: You
5: are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio.
4: Final hour for us on this Thursday. We'll check in with the Live Tour. Gets underway tomorrow. They got the Pro-Am today. Charles Barkley, who joined us earlier in the week, said that he would make his decision by tonight when he left New Jersey, if he was going to join the Live Tour. Bubba Watson is reportedly going to join the Live Tour, and I'm told there are a couple other players who are contemplating that. So we'll have an update for you coming up. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. One of our most popular t-shirts has been updated. We have kicked McLovin to the curb, and Marvin has been added to the Fab (laughs) Five t-shirt available in the store. Danpatrick.com. They said it could never happen, Marv, but it's there.
3: Anything's possible.
4: <laughs> uh and do quote Clay Thompson. It's a man's game. <laughs> I have to have Clay Thompson on just so you do the Clay Thompson impersonation to him. He
6: said LeBron just
4: got his feelings hurt, you know. It's a man's game. <laughs> Does that sound make Steph Curry and Klay Thompson sound more intimidating if they if they deliver it like that? Because Klay is not from the South. I mean, Steph's at least from the South, where he's got like that. It's he's, like a draw. Yeah. A little bit that, but, but, but maybe Klay has been hanging around Steph so long, maybe it just picks it up. It's a man's game. Um, <laughs> whoa, man, man, <laughs> man, that sends chills up my spine. Got his feelings hurt. Yeah. But, yes. Up in the studio working on these beats, Sean. <laughs> All right, we have a full uh, <laughs> update here. Your phone calls are always welcome. And uh, I did see this headline. NFL defensive coordinator, quote, I don't give a bleep if Lamar Jackson wins MVP 12 times, he'll never be a tier one quarterback. I'll give you a little backdrop on how they go about finding somebody to say something, and all you need is one, one guy. If you ask 40 guys in the NFL and you just send it out, In a blast, like you just say, hey, what do you think of Lamar Jackson as a uh, Tier 1 quarterback? All you want is somebody, anonymously, to say just what this person said. We'll have that for you uh, coming up. Uh, Let's see, anything else needs to be mentioned before we get to the uh, Notre Dame head coach, Marcus Freeman, the uh, Brickyard Weekend, NBC and Peacock. So it's Saturday, IndyCar, Sunday is NASCAR, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the Brickyard Weekend, NBC and Peacock. He is the uh, head coach at Notre Dame, I believe a former fifth round draft pick of the Chicago Bears. He's uh, Marcus Freeman back on the program, Coach. Serious question to start out: How much are you benching these days? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, I do things for
1: reps now. You know, I don't know if I'm lifting for a uh, a peak number like I did when I'm playing, but. Um, I like to rep out maybe two twenty-five a couple times.
4: All right, I like that. That's uh, that's <laughs> combine weight. You know, the, how many times can you do two twenty-five? What's your all-time one rep?
1: Oh, uh, it was close to four hundred when I was
4: in college. Okay, Fair. Yeah. Uh The strongest okay. player, strongest player you've ever been around. Strongest player, um,
1: James Laurinaitis might have been one. Uh, he was a, a strong player. Um, I think he's the one off the top of my head, Mm. probably, James. I'm talking about total bench, squat, everything.
4: Okay. Uh, What do you remember about that uh, 2009 when you were drafted? Was was it fifth round by the Bears? Yep. What do you remember? I remember
1: it being being a long day.
4: Um, You know, and that's what I tell all these
1: guys that, you know, I get a chance to coach that have hopes of, of getting drafted. And I say, if you're not the first overall draft pick, you're waiting longer than you would expect. So, try to figure out something to do. Um, I remember waiting and waiting, and but when you get the phone call, it, it it's a dream come true. It doesn't matter where you're drafted. When you get a call to say, hey, we're drafting you to whatever team it is, um, it, it's definitely a dream come true, and you don't worry about what that position was.
4: What was it like when they told you uh, bring us your playbook? <laughs> it was a reality check. You
1: know, and that's the as one of many failures that that you have to overcome. And and at some point, no matter if it's after year one or training camp one or year 15, the NFL is going to retire you because they don't want you anymore. You know, a lot of people say they retire from the NFL. The majority of the time, the NFL retires you.
4: All right, let's uh, get down to business. You open up with the Ohio State. When did you start watching tape on Ohio State?
1: Uh, I would say sometime probably after spring. Uh, after our spring game, when I had a couple minutes to to watch and film, you know, definitely would would put them on. But listen, I've been watching Ohio State for many years just because uh, you know, obviously I'm a fan.
4: Did you grow up an Ohio State fan?
1: I did. I was from Dayton, Ohio, which is about 45 minutes, 50 minutes from Columbus, Ohio. My my father was from Columbus, Ohio, so I grew up an Ohio State fan. Uh,
4: ah, okay. Well, that's going to be interesting, though, playing the Ohio State at Ohio State.
1: Yeah, it will. You know, fortunate for me, I've been back there um, on the uh, visiting sideline probably two or three years ago when I was at Cincinnati. And, uh, you know, so I don't know where to go. I know the locker room, (laughs) what side of the field to go to. So uh, (laughs) uh, at least I I had that experience.
4: Who came up with the idea for the uh, new uniform reveal as you guys uh, tapped into uh, the hangover?
1: (laughs) It was somebody in our Fighting Irish. We have this our own media department called Fighting Irish Media, and uh, they're so creative. And all of a sudden, I thought we we're just going to Vegas to, you know, show some of our current players the new jerseys, and they said, "No, we're gonna we're gonna act out this Hangover, the Hangover parody." And <laughs> it was a crazy experience, you know. As I tell many people, I didn't get into this profession to act, but um, I think after take two or three, you start getting frustrated, and you just, hey, acting is is really just being how you really feel and so uh it was uh it was a cool experience for
4: me and the players that's good yeah it was fun and uh the uniforms look great uh what are the advantages of still being an independent football team
1: well i think you you get to play a schedule that that is truly coast to coast um And and that's what makes us unique. And and you feel like you have a great opportunity every year to make the playoff as long as you win the the games that you you have to win. Um, And and it gives these young people exposure all over the country, and you play great opponents every
4: week. How much say will you have in the schedule moving forward at Notre Dame? (laughs) Not much at all. And. That's
1: not really what I'm concerned about. You know, I I told our AD, you let us know who we're playing and we'll have the team ready to go. And so our athletic director and and our president, Father Jenkins, have done an an unbelievable job at at continuing to help this program um, be at the forefront of of college football and and of athletics. And so I I really rely on them to make those big decisions about conferences and make those decisions about opponents and, and those things. And my job and my focus is to get this team ready.
4: Let's say your athletic director said, Marcus, what do you think about joining a conference? What do you think about joining the Big Ten? What would you say? I would say, is that what you feel is best for our program? And if he said yes, I would be in full support. It's a good thing to say. Smart man. Uh, how many teams should we have in the playoffs? They've, they've talked about, you know, different numbers here. But uh, what do you think would be fair, equitable to the number of schools playing football?
1: I don't have an exact number, but I would say the more the better.
4: And uh, the more
1: opportunities these college football programs have to make the playoffs, I think it's better for college football.
4: What role do you play in name, image, and likeness at Notre Dame? To maximize it for our student-athletes. And, uh, you know, name, image, and likeness is
1: great for our current players. And and I think Notre Dame offers them unique opportunities to truly maximize it um, in terms of the brands that we're associated with. Um, but, but as I tell them all the time, the better football player you are, the more name, image, and likeness opportunities you'll get. And so my focus is to continue to help them be better football players and let our name, image, and likeness team kind of figure out those opportunities for them.
4: Isn't it strange, though, when you think about, you know, if I said when you're at Cincinnati, hey, you're going to be a head coach at Notre Dame. By the way, you gotta, you're going to deal with name, image, and likeness uh, as part of your job. Yeah, that that's one of many things that um I wasn't expecting
1: when I became the head coach. You know, there's there's so many different things that you learn when you become the head coach at a place like Notre Dame about what it really means to be a head coach of a place like this. And name, image and likeness is one and academics is another and, and you know, conference independence is another, but Ultimately, it comes down to making sure that you give these young people every opportunity you can to have success, and that's in name and likeness, that's in football, that's in development for the NFL, and many other things.
4: Is there any remnants of Brian Kelly in your office there? Like, is it a total makeover? No,
1: no. The, the desk, I'm sure, is still where Coach Kelly had it. Um, you know, the pain is still the same way. It's, <laughs> We any, didn't. We didn't need to, to change too much.
4: Any pictures that are still up there with Coach?
1: Yeah, there's pictures of Coach around. What he's done for, what he did for our program yeah. was tremendous. And we, I don't think you're doing Notre Dame or Brian Kelly a, a service if you try to erase him, and that's not what we want to do.
4: Well, you know, he sent me all of his coaching gear. <laughs> really. Yeah, he sent, me, you... he, he sent me his shower slippers. He, it was like a garage sale. He sent me some golf balls. He sent me visors. You know, yeah. we got pullovers. and Because I said, what are you going to do with it? And he goes, I don't know. I'll send it to you. And he did. Sent me a whole box full of uh, Notre Dame gear. You know what? That's awful nice of him, man. <laughs> if you need more, let me know. We'll send you some more. Coach, good to talk to you. Can't wait for opening day against Ohio State. Thanks for joining us. All right, Dan. Thanks for having me. That's uh, Marcus Freeman. Was it Cincinnati? Now, he's already coached one game. Lost to Oklahoma. I think they lost by two. Had a big lead and lost to
7: Oklahoma. Yeah, Paul. That's a monster for September 3rd. Yes, it is. You you kind of sleep on Labor Day weekend. You're you're easing into the season. You're like, oh, it's first week-ish of college football. You got primetime Notre Dame at Ohio State. Yeah. That doesn't happen a lot, that one.
4: You got Clemson. You got USC in there. So you have... Now, you could lose to Ohio State. Don't get blown out by Ohio State. And if you, you want to lose, if you're losing, lose early. And a quality loss certain helps out here. But you got Clemson and USC there. And uh, so it's a, a challenging schedule. But we're still waiting to see what's happening with the Big Ten media rights. because And Notre Dame with NBC. Because it feels like. If Notre Dame has a price, and it was reportedly like $75 million, but NBC only gets the home games, the road games are televised by somebody else. ABC is going to have the Ohio State game. But I wonder, um, at at some point, when there is no deal yet with NBC or with the Big Ten, is that going to lead to Notre Dame is going to be joining the Big Ten? Yeah, Marv.
1: more importantly, the uniforms. Yeah. For schools like Notre Dame and Oklahoma and Bama, is that a recruiting is that a recruiting tool? Like, look on this big game, we'll wear. Well,
4: I think the video was, you know, the, that they had fun with it. But uh, I can only I can only bring up what was told to me with certain recruits didn't want to wear certain shoes. Basketball schools where they'd say, "Are you an Adidas school or a Nike school?" And you'd have players who didn't want to play wearing those shoes. As crazy as that may sound, yes, Eden.
3: is that because uh, the shoe companies had already bought them a few years wow. earlier? Or? Wow. wow! Actually, that is a reason. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly yeah. the reason. Yeah, exactly the reason. Yeah, It's like, did not we pay for you in eighth grade? Like, why am I? You know, yeah, you, remember your AAU team that yeah. was paid for by Nike? Yeah. Well, now you're going to a Nike school.
4: Uh, Adam Schefter is reporting that Todd Bowles, Buccaneers head coach, said at his press conference today. Their great center, Ryan Jensen, suffered a knee injury at practice. Had to be helped off the field. We don't know the severity, but that's a big loss. Ryan Jensen's a tough player, great player, but keep an eye on that. All right, we'll take a break. We'll get to more phone calls coming up. We will check in with the Live Tour. Alan Shipnuck, who's been covering this topic, will join us. Has the Live Tour already won versus the PGA Tour? That's my first question for Alan coming up, Dan Patrick Show. We have different ideas about success. We achieve it at different times in different ways. You have recently changed jobs, perhaps, or you're considering retirement. Probably thinking about your own version of success and striving to reach your goals. And maybe it's time to start thinking about investment portfolios and retirement accounts. Retirement's a big deal. When it comes to investing for retirement, can't make mistakes, and you shouldn't have to do it alone. For over 130 years, Stiefel Financial Advisors have helped clients like you create personalized retirement plans, understand the many options for claiming Social Security, and implement an investment portfolio designed around your needs. That's just the start. As a client, you have access to Stiefel's award-winning equity research and investment strategy views, enabling you to make informed decisions regarding your hard-earned wealth. Invest in your success. Find a Stiefel Financial Advisor at Stiefel.com. S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel, Nicholas & Company, Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSE. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock
0: app.
8: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
4: It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder.
7: It's beer cracking
4: season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and... To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium
5: regular beer. Miller Lite.
4: Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Steve in the Outer Banks joining us on the program. Good morning, Steve. What do you have for us?
7: Good morning, a uh, long time, first time caller. Six one nine and a quarter inches. Uh, I happen to be of the age group that's over fifty, and I don't want to sound like the curmudgeon about the Live Golf Tour. However. Being a golfer, you know that your next shot is your most important shot. A tournament, you earn your money based on how well you play the game. The history is all these tournaments add up to your legacy. Now it looks like the her is name, image, and likeness. These people are going there not based on what they're doing right now. A lot of them are cashing on what they've done in the past.
5: Yeah, that's
4: a great point. You yeah, know, I, I understand it. I understand why a lot of them are doing it, but this is one of those where it's not even. Hey, I don't know if I want to take that money. It's the money's so obscene that they're probably going. Are you serious? Of course, I'm going to go. If Barkley goes, if uh, you know Bubba's going to go, and and Alan Shipnuck, who's going to join us in about uh, five minutes or so, he thinks that the live tour's already won in this competition with the PGA Tour. I got to wait and see if you have a TV deal. I also want to know that they have... They're going to have to change the format because you have so many golfers now. And playing 54 holes where you have teams, you know, that's not really interesting. At least I don't find it interesting. I love when it's competitive. I like when something's at stake there. And just because it's a relaxed atmosphere... And if they want to say, well, they're growing the tour because younger fans are going to come out and watch what? Guys who are making a lot of money, playing for more money, and they're playing loud music, and what? They're on teams? I can't imagine that if you're a teenager, you're going to go, got to go see that. So I think eventually you may have to modify because you got all these golfers. They have. Too many golfers. And if you have a shotgun start, well, how many golfers are you going to get out there? you got a finite amount. And that's what I think as they move forward. You're going to go from 8 to 14 events. I mean, nothing ever stays. So 14 then gets to, it's like the NFL schedule or playoff teams. It it sounds like they go, you know, on second thought, let's go back to 8. They're going to go to 14. And then they're going to go to What? 18. And then you wonder if the players are going to go, oh, man, i got to play 18 events now. (laughs) That's part of it, that, hey, I don't have to play all the time and all that stuff. But uh, Alan will join us coming up. Uh, Chris in Brooklyn joins us. Hi, Chris. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dan. How are you? Good, sir. Good. I just
1: want to acknowledge with uh, Bubba Watson leaving for the live tour, what a tough day this must be for people who eat dinner at fast pro shops. Um, and I want to congratulate the Live Tour on filling the gaping void we didn't know we needed between the PGA Tour and the Senior Tour.
4: All right. It almost feels like the Live Tour is a senior tour, Champions Tour, that should start when you're 40 because you have a lot of golfers in their 40s. So you're in that no man's land. You're not going to win probably on the PGA Tour, or win another major, and you got 10 years to go or five years to go before you get to the Champions Tour. But you got a nice landing spot here. And then I don't know what happens when you turn 50 if you join the Champions Tour, if they'll allow you to do that. But you know, those are just some of the random thoughts. And nothing's really changed on my end of this. Um, I hate the fact that they're having an event in New Jersey uh, with the Saudi back tour and those poor families with what happened with 9-11. And they're going to be out there probably protesting this uh but I you know that's the sad part of all of this you want to go play golf you want to take the money you want to play great don't don't rub it in you know the faces of these poor families who have to relive this and uh right in your backyard I think there were seven over 700 people who lost their lives from New Jersey that day at the World Trade Center so extrapolate that with the number of family members who were affected by that. That's a lot of people. So uh, so we'll talk to Alan Shipnock. He'll join us coming up. This uh, NFL defensive coordinator, who I guess told Mike Sando of The Athletic, now he will interview a lot of people anonymously. And all you need is one person. So let's say I got a question. Let's say I have 10 questions, and I'm looking for somebody anonymously to give me a headline. That's all you need to do. Is Dak Prescott a great quarterback? That might be a question. Is Patrick Mahomes overrated? Uh, So if you get, you know, 20 that say no, not overrated or whatever, you know, their response, and then you get somebody who goes, yeah, overrated. And then all of a sudden you follow up and say, hey, give me some details as to why you think that. That's what happens. This time of the year, create content. And I don't know how many people Mike Sando of The Athletic talked to, but you get one. So it's a survey of NFL coaches and executives. And that feels like, let me just put it out there. It's anonymous. Just give me something in return. And all you need to do is get one who says, if Lamar Jackson has to pass to win a game, they ain't winning the game, the defensive coordinator told Mike Sando. He's so unique as an athlete, and he's really a good football player, but I don't give a bleep if he wins the league MVP 12 times. I don't think he'll ever be uh, number one as a quarterback. He'll be a one as a football player, but not as a quarterback. Okay. First of all, if you win 12 MVPs, nobody's done half of that. Like, that's such a stupid comment. Well, of course, it's a stupid comment, and that means you got to take it to his head coach, John Harbaugh's response to the anonymous defensive coordinator.
5: Well, with Lamar, I'd say no, just because he's used to it. I mean, he's been hearing the same thing since he was probably in junior high. You know, I know he heard it in college. I know he heard it through the draft. I know he hears some of the same people saying the same things they said in the draft. You know, uh, that keeps coming up. I don't know who this guy named Anonymous is. You know, I haven't met him yet. So... Um, I don't even know why we report on what he has to say. It is what it is. It's just it's just baloney. It's just nothing. It's a big nothing burger.
4: A nothing burger. Yes,
3: he. <laughs> the story says that Lamar Jackson received 8 of 50 votes for tier 1, but got another 8 of 50 votes for tier 3. Hmm. So he would have 30 something votes, you know, 34 votes yeah. in tier 2.
4: Now that's more interesting. 8 votes for tier 3 with Lamar Jackson People forget Lamar Jackson led the NFL in passing touchdowns one year. And he doesn't have good wide receivers. We know that. A lot of injuries. Lost his running backs. And uh, I thought that he should just line up shotgun and then he would run or throw. You know, It'd be just on him. Don't even have anybody in the backfield. <laughs> kind of what they did, I think. All right, more phone calls coming up. Alan Shipnut has been covering golf for Sports Illustrated. 25 years on the beat. And uh, he has a, a book, Phil, The Rip Roaring, an unauthorized biography of golf's most colorful superstar available online wherever books are sold. Why do you think the Live Tour has already won versus the PGA Tour, Alan?
6: Because it's slightly more nuanced than that, Dan, but they, they definitely have um, taken a lot of turf here. And... Uh, you know, there's more players coming and there's some big names coming and there's a critical mass of major championship winners, Hall of Famers, big time personalities. They just can't be ignored anymore uh, in the marketplace. Uh, you know, as, as golf fans, even though the competition does not stir the soul, um, there's too much energy here now and the tour has hemorrhaged too much star power. There's really not enough players in golf that we care about to sustain two tours. Barely enough for one tour. And you start splitting up these guys. Um, the PJ Tour has promised a certain product to its fans and its advertisers, and they've they've lost a lot of the players that drive the tour. And so um, it's at some point a concession's gonna have to be made. And this notion that yeah. the the major championships are gonna freeze out um the live players is nonsensical i mean there's just too many past champions there's too many big time players i mean the majors get the spotlight one week a year they want the best field possible they want their past champions and then the, the other line of defense for the tour is maybe uh, live won't get world ranking points but again you're giving world ranking points to the corn Ferry tour with a bunch of like college kids and old timers no one's ever heard of and you're not going to give it to <laughs> this tour that has a bunch of big time players it makes no sense so that um those those were the kind of the last stands for the tour the majors in the world ranking but i think they're going to lose both those battles and then they're going to have to they're going to have to cut some sort of uh sort of deal to bring to bring the game back together in one piece
4: well congratulations first of all getting credentialed because that's a big <laughs> step for you didn't you uh you get thrown out of a tournament earlier this year
6: yeah well the first the first live event in london and that was phil mickelson's return to public life and um I had, I had recently published a biography about Phil Mickelson, and the, um, it was not the live folks in the final analysis who, who got me tossed. It, after doing snooping around and talking to a lot of people, it seems very likely that it was Phil's own overprotective management company and this little wormy dude they employ who sick the security goons on me. So um, it was a wild overreaction, but it's a funny story. And uh, yes, I was credentialed for that tournament. And there's only two reporters now who've been to all three events, myself and, and Bob Harrigan. Um, it's not that I'm pro live. I'm just trying to understand what is a humongous story in the sports world. And there's a lot of people on the sidelines who are pontificating and pointing fingers and shouting. I'm actually trying to talk to people and do some real reporting. So, uh, but I you're am... in
4: Jersey now. You're at the the, the Trump. Bedminster Golf Course. Um, can you set the scene where there are with families from
6: 9-11 victims out front? They weren't visible the way um, that, that I came in. You know, this is really, Trump likes to say this course is 20 minutes from the Lincoln Tunnel. I mean, maybe if you have a helicopter. It is, we are way out in the wilds of New Jersey. I mean, it, it's lovely rolling horse country, and there's big estates, and it looks like a nice place to live, but it is the middle of New nowhere and so there's just these two-lane country roads leading into um, the, the course and they're never going to let a protest happen in that space it's too dangerous and so okay you know i was i was at the u.s women's open here when trump was the sitting president and those protests then and they kind of created a designated zone a couple miles away which was unsatisfying to the the protesters they couldn't really be heard or seen but it probably made sense from a safety standpoint so it, i think it's gonna be the same thing this week when you're on the grounds you'll have no idea any of that's happening you'll have to go find them if you want to see the protesters
4: what is Charles Barkley's value the potential for Charles joining the value for the live tour
6: not much I think it's almost negative because if they're trying to be taken seriously as as a a real legit golf tour we all love Charles Barkley right but he's kind of a sideshow. he's not a golf guy he's a bit of a court jester and he adds entertainment value but I think it actually hurts their credibility so Hmm. I think Live has gotten what they want in this seduction. Uh, they're in the headlines. Charles is here playing the pro am. I saw him on the range a few minutes ago. Swing looks decent. Uh, looks but nervous. But the
4: format uh, is hokey already with the Live Tour. I mean, I, that so Charles can right. add so, to the hokeyness of it.
6: Yeah, if you want to lean in on hokeyness, but they want to be taken seriously, so that, that's why I don't. I don't think Charles is a good choice for them. Uh, I mean, they already have David Faraday, who has a, a wicked sense of humor and he can he can entertain fans, but he's you know a writer cupper and he's been in the golf world for thir- three decades as a commentator like faraday brings a certain star power but also a gravitas that is woefully lacking with Searle charles despite his, his lofty title so um I, I don't maybe they'll bring him in for a few broadcasts just for comic relief but it would be a monumental mistake to sign him up for every every broadcast i think the hardcore golf fans would be turned off
4: well, he said that he was not given an offer by Norman when they went to dinner, and he was not told about a TV partner. Although he told me earlier in the week that there will be a TV partner. Who are you hearing is going to carry the live tour?
6: That's a work in progress, but that—that's you know the the eyeballs will follow the players, and we know this in every other sport. Like you're you're a LeBron James fan, and you cheer for him no matter when he switches jerseys. And golf has suddenly entered. The 2020s right where players are switching teams and they're switching jerseys and if you're a brooks kepka fan I'm, I'm sure uh or a phil mickelson fan or a bubba watson fan who they just announced today um, i'm sure they some people have been turned off because we know the where the money's coming from on the live tours makes people uncomfortable and that's legit but uh ultimately you know the players are their own franchises and i think that that uh they're gonna you know the fans will follow them to, to a large degree and there will be a demand to watch them play golf and um uh, you know therefore a network or a streaming service or both is, is going to sign up
4: what do you make of the pga tour strategy so far
6: it's been a mixed bag to say the least i mean that uh, you know monahan jay monahan the PGA tour commissioner was honest you know we can't outspend these guys we can't compete dollar for dollar everyone knows that it's obvious so what they've tried to they've had a 2 pronged strategy one is to villainize the saudis and the live tour and say we're the we're the good guys and they're the bad guys that's a losing strategy the players have voted with their feet like they don't care they're taking the money like that's been made obvious and that's been that's been the case in golf for a very long time i mean the european pj tour would have gone out of business years ago without money from china and Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates, and Qatar, and without you know autocratic, oppressive regimes, there would be no European Tour. The players made peace with that a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So, the moral argument, the tour is already lost. Uh, they now they've they've tried to lean on tradition and the value of of history and legacy. And again, a lot of the players have cut bait on that as well. Like, you know, that they care about the majors, and they're still going to be able to play the majors. Uh, there's not much difference, I think, for a lot of these guys from the Greater Hartford Open and a live event in Portland and the Phoenix Open and a live event in, in New Jersey. Like it feels the same. They're, they're professional golfers. By definition, they play golf for money. There's a hell of a lot more money here. So um, so morality didn't work. Tradition didn't work. So now, you know, what the tour has left? That's what they're trying to figure out, because I don't fault them. That's kind of all they had. They, they can't outspend these guys. But. Um, you know, so far they're 0 for 2, so we'll see what they cook up next in Ponte Vedra Beach. Play nice
4: there, Alan, okay? <laughs> Thanks for joining us.
6: Yeah. yeah, you got it. Thanks for having me down. All
4: right, that's Alan Chipnock. Been covering golf for a long time. I got credentialed again. So he wrote the book uh, on Phil and uh, seven other books there. But uh, Yeah, if you're the PJ Tour, you're probably looking at this going, oh. You wait for the, next, the other shoe to drop. I should say the next shoe because it feels like there's a closet full of shoes here that have been dropping. Uh, still no word on Cam Smith if he's, uh, you know, just won the British Open. Been kind of quiet, but feels like, you know, and if you're Bubba, this is the time, the week to join because the topic has been about Trump hosting this, 9-11, Charles Barkley, and then all of a sudden, and I had heard a couple of weeks ago that Bubba was on the short list, And there's a couple other names that I'm told uh, could be joining, but uh, in fairness to what is sort of hearsay or gossip or what is actual reporting, I'll be fair to them. We'll take a break. Back with uh, your phone calls. Last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow, right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, Last call for phone calls, what we learn, what's in store tomorrow, this day in sports history. Ollie says there's a this
7: day in sports media history. Would you like that first? Yeah. Six years ago today, maybe the coldest take in sports media happened. Now, I like personally when Skip Bayless said, move over LeBron. Like there's a new sheriff in town when Johnny Manziel got drafted out of the Browns. That's one of my personal favorites. <laughs> but he's got so many, I can't keep track of. Okay. Six years ago today, Max Kellerman declared that Tom Brady was going to fall off a cliff in short order, that he was just about done, and he will be a bum very soon. That was six years ago. Tom Brady has three Super Bowl victories since then. Mm. And he's still playing at a high he Also, He led a league in touchdown passes last
4: year. Who's fallen off a cliff more? Tom Brady or Max Kellerman? Max is still
7: out there punching. Yeah. Out there yeah. working hard. Yeah. Well, but uh, that, got, that might be the
4: the coldest take of all time. He got kicked to the curb on first take, though.
7: The video is so fun to watch. Uh, <laughs> Stephen A. Smith, to his credit, goes, <gasps> <laughs> hold
4: on. <laughs> 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 but maybe Max did what he uh, set out to do, and that's get publicity. Because there are people in this business who believe any publicity is good publicity. Yes. He- to his credit. He does embrace being the guy who said Brady was
3: going to fall off a cliff. Well, you you have to. I I know, but so there are some people who wouldn't. They would be like, oh, okay, I want one. take. You know, Brady's what I mean? come
7: closer to actually falling off a cliff than falling. He off He
3: jumped th- off a cliff, right. a Metaphorical yeah. cliff. Uh, yeah.
7: To be fair to Max, uh, this is coming off the 2016 season for Tom Brady. So to look at his stats, uh, he did not make the Pro Bowl, or he did was a Pro Bowler that year. But mm. the team was 11 and one. He had, he was a bit banged up that year. He missed four games. All right, that was a suspension year. I'm sorry. Mm. And uh, he threw 28 touchdowns and two picks. But his numbers were down from the year before.
4: Yeah.
7: Well, that's the pressure to come up with hot takes in this business.
4: They can make you look really stupid. How about maybe just an hey. uh, informed opinion? That's Why? Now, you're right. You're right. That's no fun.
3: Yeah, see. It wasn't the craziest idea that his best days were behind him and that he was going to start declining at that time
4: right, but but if you it's how you phrase it
3: though it's uh, right uh, that to say he's about to become a bum in yeah. short order or yeah. whatever he said that's a little extreme but to think you know what if i sort of hedge my bets right now and think tom brady's probably going to start declining here in the next couple of years isn't the craziest thought but
4: when you call him a bum mm, that's unfortunate so yes maybe he's declining he's still tom brady it, i'm sure that when michael jordan went to the wizards you know, is uh, Max going to go, you know, he's starting to decline pretty soon. He's going to be a bum. Well, yeah, he's declining, but he was never a bum. And that was the part of it that, uh, you know, lingers there for Max, coming up with a uh, freezing cold take there. Uh, let's see. What else do we have
7: here, Paulie? I got a little sports history for you, Dan. Uh, okay. Shocker, this is another one of those Lance Armstrong one. It was fourth straight Tour de France. Kenny Rogers of the Texas Rangers pitched the 14th perfect game in Major League Baseball history. Mm -hmm. And in 1991, Dennis Martinez, remember him? of The Montreal Expos pitched the 13th perfect game in baseball history.
4: El Presidente? Yeah. Denny Martinez? Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. on this day homered in his eighth consecutive game, tying the Major League record. Uh, Let's see. Here's one for you. This is like a trivial pursuit. Maybe it's too tough for... Trivial Pursuit. Michael Phelps loses his first major individual race in four years. Who beat him? He swam for Germany. This was the uh, 200-meter freestyle at the World Championships in Rome. It was Paul Biederman. Oh, you can't beat Biederman. Paul Biederman. Yes, uh, ended up beating. Uh, Let's see, anything else here? I don't think that's
7: it. Yeah, Paul. Uh, U.S. Nationals last night. Katie Ledecky in yeah. the 800. Yeah. Uh, of course, she won. But her heat, she has in the 800 meters. That's 800 free. That's yeah. her. Yeah. She has the 29 fastest times <laughs> in swimming history.
3: Overrated. <laughs>
7: She should have to wear like a, like a clothing or like a shoes in the water.
3: Like one of those parachutes that people run with behind them. Yeah, she has to swim with. That or like parachute. a jacket
7: and pants. Yeah. Make it even.
4: I wonder what you could do where you go. Okay, let's level the playing field or the water for her and her competitor. On your marks,
7: get set, go. Not you. No, no, you stay.
4: Stay. A little longer. Stay. It's like I I tell my puppy Winnie, stay, stay. Stay free go and then she jumps in the water uh jeff in detroit joining us hi jeff what's on your mind today
1: hey what up though one time for chat row. real quick pj Talking about the Mark Aguirre, uh, Adrian Danley trade, uh, Mark Aguirre <laughs> says, give me that guy anytime, second. We celebrated two championships up off of that. Right. Real quick, then about a sandwich. Years ago, when I was young, I went to a place, ordered a sandwich, and I decided to put corned beef on top of a cheeseburger, onion roll, Swiss and American cheese. They end up turning it into what they call now a Smitty that will give you a heart attack, one of the
4: best things in the world, man. You got to try one. All right. Thank you, Jeff. By the way, the greatest sandwich of all time? Not even close.
7: Paul, you don't want to hear this? I want to hear it tomorrow at 9 a.m. Eastern.
4: Okay. Best sandwich of all time?
7: Yeah, Todd. What? That would be a turkey club uh, oh. with a side of fries.
4: Boring. I, I guess I have to save it till tomorrow. Going to open the show with that tomorrow.
7: Is it hotter than Max Kellerman saying Tom Brady's going to fall off a cliff?
4: Mm.
7: Well, it it might be. Is it colder? Why don't you
4: guess? Maybe the sandwich is hot. Best sandwich of all time.
7: Paulie? I I don't know exactly how you phrase it. An Italian combo cold cut sandwich. I I,
4: I do love that. I've seen you order that before. Yes. Uh, Todd, you already said a turkey club.
7: Boring, but I think that's the, the best one.
4: No, no, what do I think? Not you.
7: I can see you having a chicken cordon bleu sandwich.
4: Seaton.
3: Well, I'm, I would be stealing Paul's answer. Mm, actually, I'm going to change it up and say a Reuben. Ooh, Reuben. I do like the sauerkraut on there. Marv?
7: I'm going to go with Paulie.
4: It's a bit, the best sandwich of all time is peanut
7: butter and jelly. Oh, that's, I thought French dip. No, it's peanut butter and jelly. I respect that take. I had one the other day. They're still fantastic. It's just, you can't go wrong. You can't be in a bad mood.
4: Like, if you say, hey, we got this sandwich, you go, oh, okay. Peanut butter and jelly, can't go wrong. Yeah, see, so
3: about, man, maybe five years ago, maybe even longer than that, maybe six years ago, something like that, I came home from work one day, and my son was like, Dad, Dad, I just made the best sandwich ever. He's like, this is what you do. You get peanut butter and you put it on one side of the bread, and then jelly on the other side, you put it together, and you eat it together like that. It's the best sandwich ever. Like, buddy, you mean a peanut butter and jelly sandwich,
4: pal? <laughs> oh,
3: no, it, oh it, is it's that a, a thing? It's a jelly and peanut butter sandwich. Yeah, pal,
4: I'm pretty sure that one's been around a little bit. Oh. Uh, Tim in Florida. Hi, Tim. What's on your mind? Hello. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hello, <coughs> man. How you doing? Good, Tim.
1: i just like to call. I just like to call and apologize. Last week I called and you was calling my name, and I couldn't answer you, and I'd just like to share this with you right quick. I ran at my job and ducked into the janitor's closet and left the door gapped. So just like in the scary movies, I can hear my supervisor walking towards it because he has a club foot and he wears one big shoe, <laughs> and he stops, He starts, He stops in front of the janitor's closet. And he's on his phone. So now it's like the take the movie with the little girl under the bed with the phone.
3: And all I can hear is, Tim, you're on. Tim, <laughs> Tim, <laughs> Tim. And I'm, like, like, and I'm like, help me. And, you know, and all he had to do
1: was just turn around and see a 6-foot, 400-pound man standing in the dark in
4: the janitor's closet. Well, thank you, Tim. Thank you for that update. We are worried about you there. What We Learned brought to you by the hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the old-time greats, only one place to collect them all. Panini Trading Cards, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Instant Classic, autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, and more. Start or continue your collection now at paniniamerica.net. I think I'm going to have myself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Mm Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you tomorrow. One more item as we close out this award-nominated show. It's simply safe home security. I always talk about the importance of good defense on the field or on the court. What about your home court advantage, your home field advantage? Your actual home should be the safest place on earth for every family, which is why I use and recommend simply safe home security. Offering comprehensive protection, not only against intruders, burglaries, but hazards like flooding or fires. 24-7 professional monitoring. Simply safe agents take action the moment a threat is detected. Now, they use proprietary video verification. So that means the monitoring agents can visually confirm the threat in order to get higher priority on 911 calls. Monitoring plans are going to cost you about a dollar a day. No long-term contracts, no hidden fees. You don't have to break the bank either. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a couple of minutes. simplysafedan.com Go today. Claim a free indoor security camera plus 20%
0: off with interactive monitoring at simplysafedan.com.
6: Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at eBayMotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, round
0: two. Name something that's not boring.
2: A laundry. Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh?
0: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.